Welcome to Opinions Like Ales, everybody, your favorite pop culture podcast where we have opinions and most of them stink. My name is Michael Zampino. With me, as always, is Hilton Price. Finally, uh, getting my just desserts living in beautiful South Tulsa, a part of Tulsa shunned, maligned, ignored by so much of the city in recent years. Why? Why, you ask? Because those fucks in Midtown had to deal with that concert traffic this week. Mm, you mean me? Yeah, I, I was that fuck. You were that fuck. All my good friends were that fucks. It was one day. Here's the deal. I have been driving 20 minutes to go to every event that mm-hmm. y'all drive five minutes to mm-hmm. or walk, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. walk from your door to. Uh, th- this is my week. Y'all, y'all had strangers from out of town parked on your lawns. Y'all had to listen to Alice Cooper. Whether you wanted to or not, it was like the 70s again. Well, nobody parking on my lawn. Not for that one. You'll get it next month in uh, the when, fair. The, when the fair when the fair is back. But nobody ever tries to park on the lawn. No, they don't. No. They don't. Well, it's probably because they see the flag and they're like, no, the the the, the this this house represents the gays. Mm-hmm. They uh, they do um, toes. We'll we'll tell you. We'll tell you. <laughs> they tell you. Yeah, I was gonna say something about like lawn care, but no, they, we'll tell you. Yeah, I'm gonna either get it towed or I'm gonna I'll fuck you. up your car. We, we're uh, we're <laughs> we uh we 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 get you back, us gays. We, yeah, no, payback payback is a bitch, and so am I. It might be controversial, but I'm here to say if you uh, if you park on my lawn during the fair, I'm gonna fuck up your car. Yeah, no, I am. I am not really. I'm uh, spitting on them door handles. And I'm not really excited that all these folks in Midtown had their day ruined by Alice Cooper, Motley Crue, and whatever the third band was. It really wasn't that bad. After work, I did forget a little bit, and yeah. I was like, why are there so many goddamn people? <laughs> oh, yeah. I only bring it up because our guest and I were talking about it before the show. Evan Hughes is back. <laughs> Guys, um, thank you for having me back. I want to jump into some of the stuff that we're touching on here yeah. and even talk about some stuff we were talking about off air. Sure. All, did you all of it? Did you go Nearly to this concert? Did you did you see Alice Cooper? No, but I was thinking I was thinking about the it. traffic. Well, it does n- suck. No, but it's it's funny I brought up uh, off off air about how I live near the BOK center. Yeah. And it's funny when you're when you're driving in and it's like a traffic jam. Yeah. And depending on what the concert is is like your reaction to it. Where it, when it's like Iron Maiden and it and I can't get through, I'm like, "Oh, that's that's pretty cool though." It's like Iron Maiden, and then when yeah. it's like Jason Aldean, you're like these fucking idiots. Yeah, fuck yeah, these yeah, people. yeah, yeah. Like, so yep. just, uh-huh. It's just whatever the event is is how True. you treat it. Well, True. and then sometimes it changes over time. Like a few years ago, if it was like Taylor Swift, I would be like, God damn it, these Swifties blocking my driveway. Now I would have been like, I, I see you. I'm here for you. Yeah. Are we out of the woods yet? That, right? That's that's how I would approach that. Yeah. Never really uh, been into the music, but a uh, big fan of her as a person. Like seems, you like Swift as a person? Yeah, I do. I think she seems like a good one. I like I like that whole workaround she did. Where she, what was it? She wasn't getting money from the albums, so she re-recorded them as like Taylor's version. Mm, yeah, so you can get like 1979 or whatever it is Taylor's yeah, yeah, version. Yeah. yeah, that's that's cool. Anything to fuck over the the record companies. That's some Prince changing his name to a symbol shit. And I yeah, right. That. I'm, I respect I'm, I'm also laughing a little bit because he said 79. You you added Swift's like 10 years to her Is it 89? It's, 89. it's, 89. it's gotta so be when she was born. Yeah. Oh, is it, yeah. Which yeah. And, and 79 is when I was born. So that yeah, that explains funny. why I am too old to listen to Taylor Swift. Oh, I just love that. The first I was like the Smashing Pumpkin song, and then I picked up on it. <laughs> Taylor's Man, version. That's I now I want to hear Taylor Swift cover 1979. She would kill that. She would she kill, would kill that, that shit. Two part. 
<laughs> Have you seen that gif where it's a roller coaster? <laughs> ready to get to the top and does it. And it just holds it. Oh, oh that's no. very funny stuff. The, so, uh, my, likewise, oh, I do want the Smashing Pumpkins to cover the entirety of, of 1989. 1989. Yeah, yeah. Mm. for sure. Melancholy well, and the infinite 1989. 1980s. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I'm I'm uh I'm in my 40s. My girlfriend's in her 30s, and sometimes that sometimes cradle like robber. The, I know. <laughs> well, sometimes in music, uh, maybe she's be that. robbing the grave. Thank you very much. <laughs> you know, there'll be that thing where she's like smashing pumpkins. Like I, you know, like she doesn't know them oh, that well. I've like, heard of them. They, yeah. they were yeah. everywhere, and I'm like, I put on like tonight, tonight. And I'm like, you've heard this before. And she's like, I don't know. And I'm like, how? It's you know, like you couldn't escape it at our age. It like, is, you know you've heard that shit. It, oh, yeah. You're absolutely right. And that is an amazing thing about music, movies, culture in general, is things that were that felt utterly ubiquitous everywhere yeah. for us in a moment in time were unheard of to people just a few years behind us. Oh, man, I was shocked at how many people had not heard of The Cure whenever we were going to see The Cure. And like, eh, what are you in town for? Oh, we're going to see The Cure. Who's that? Yeah, and I'm like, I will kill you right now. <laughs> exactly. How is that possible? Yeah. And you then, know, I was never obsessed with Smashing Pumpkins, but I think I've said it on this show a time or two before. But Siamese Dream is a perfect album. Yeah, it, it's excellent. It's top such to a bottom. Good album. It is a perfect album. Did you guys see the show Beef? No. Uh, yes. Oh, you did. I did so watch you know Beef. they put in mayonnaise in the yes. final scene. It was fucking perfect. Oh, and I love song that too. song yeah. so much, so so much. And, yeah, and, it was great. And yeah. I'm, I'm glad that Smashing Pumpkins gave us that perfect album right out the gate uh, to help us uh, prepare for the strict downward trajectory that it was ever after that. Yeah. I'm kidding. I really just hope that bashing the pumpkins will get more of a reaction out of one of you. But no. Well, no, I mean, I, I don't feel that way. But but they were. They The, the albums were definitely not necessarily the same after, top tier caliber. I wasn't it just, as into they their, took a, a, a kind of a genre shift. Yeah, know? I wasn't yeah. as into their electronic. Me neither. Uh, the Ava Dora or whatever yeah. it was. The, yeah. the more gothic stuff. But, yeah. but some of the stuff on Machina I really liked. Uh, it was Everlasting Gaze on Machina. I really like that song a lot. That's a, that's a solid bit of rock. What? Yeah. Uh, are you joking? No. Oh. No, I know I don't. Oh, like G A Z E? Yeah, <laughs> you thought it was. No, I thought you oh, said. Oh, I, I don't mind G an everlasting gay either. But, but, but the everlasting gays, yeah, I'm, I'm 90% sure it's a pumpkin song. Am I wrong? <laughs> Damn it, I we know I, that makes t a million times more sense. I thought you were make I thought you were like making up a name. If he's listening right now, we have friend of the show Brian Sittler screaming uh, at uh, us right now. Is about he a big this. Pumpkins fan? He is a big Pumpkins fan. He's, no. he's he's burned the torch for them for a while. But he does admit that Billy Corgan's a whack job now. I don't know if you've seen. He's a little. Seen he's a little. He's a little extreme. He's a little extreme. He just did a so, Rogan's I speak podcast, for him, but I think so. <laughs> this might be relevant. I'm seeing Father John Misty at Tulsa Theater tonight. Ooh, oh, that's, that's fun. That's relevant, right? Sure, it's music. <laughs> it is. It yeah. is yeah, controversial he, singer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, uh, I, I, I need to go to a show. I haven't been to some live music in right. a minute. What was the last uh, thing you? It's probably Pup at the Canes with you, Zampi. Oh yeah. Oh, I was there and I never saw you guys. Really? Oh, I was there. That was yeah. a fun show. Yeah. A good show. That I really a, wanted to see Joyce Manor too. Yeah, yeah, they were good. And then I really, I really enjoyed Pool Kids. They were the, they were one of the only. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right? yeah. I, I actually just put the sticker uh, from that show on my laptop this week. Right I, I picked on. up a couple stickers from them. They were a solid band. Uh, Becky and I are going to see Tenacious D next month. Ooh, nice. Yeah, going to the D. Yeah, going to see the D uh, on 9-11. Okay, well, you know, uh, I, I celebrate privately, so, I, you know, whatever you do. No. <laughs> <laughs> I almost yes-ended really hard, and I was like, wait, don't do that. No, that's, that's, I was that's, about to be that's like, yeah, you know, we're going to have a big party. <laughs> um, no, no. 
Never forget. We're going to be celebrating on the tops of buildings in New York. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, you know, I was just thinking before we started, I didn't even think about this, but, uh, you know, I, I, I feel like in solidarity, uh, maybe we should... Um, uh, try and do more like music and comics and 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 uh, not maybe not to do a lot of the things for the big movie studios like uh, promoting their their works right now because I've noticed on a lot of like podcasts with like SAG actors and stuff and, oh. and they're not even talking about movies mm. or or uh, suggesting people see movies even old movies mm. because then you know that money goes right up to the people that they're fighting right now oh man so that's so, an interesting thought isn't it so you're yes. talking about the, the the current strikes the yes, writers the and actors after strike. strikes and um how we we know that that's going to impact upcoming content we we're seeing the delays yes. these schedules we know that there's you know and then and then promotion is barred for most of these folks right even on current projects right and you're saying now since the money from when we go to the movies, when mm-hmm. we stream our movies, this, this still goes to the pockets of these these CEO f- right. scum fucks. Right. You know, who are getting all this bank while the, the, the people doing the legitimate work are getting pennies on the dollar. Right. And now they want to replace them with AI. And So now you're saying that I should take the, the list of, of trailers we watched today and, and entertainment topics that I had brought up and just fuck them. No, in, I just in, in was, solidarity. I, I was just at, uh, bringing up the uh, hours the concept of my work. Just hours. <laughs> well, well, I, seven I couldn't roll my minutes. eyes quick enough at hours. <laughs> well, I could talk talk about one. I uh, yeah. I filmed one scene for an independent movie post okay. strike, but uh, apparently there was like there was an article about it on on one of those big sites, and there were like forty nine uh, movies that got permission mm-hmm. because they agreed to all the terms, right? And so they did everything. It was uh, basically union approved. It was union approved because they paid out everything exactly what everybody is asking for. So this a project you were on yes. after the start of the strike was meeting the standards set by the striking workers. Yeah, yes. and on an independent level. It is, and, yeah, there's articles. It's a John Swab movie, and John Swab's a yeah, from Tulsa yeah. filmmaker. Tell Meanwhile, us Paramount. Everything about this. Meanwhile, Paramount <laughs> can't afford it. Yeah, yeah, fucking Paramount uh, or whatever. Paramount, real quick. Well, we'll get yeah. back. Paramount, who had Tulsa King, mm-hmm. which did not have like a single scene shot in Tulsa, maybe like four. Like the amount of that movie that was not in Tulsa, that TV show that was not in Tulsa, mm-hmm. was ridiculous. Meanwhile, I am going to talk about one corporate film. Just one for Slice Alone to then shit on Tulsa right? or Oklahoma. Meanwhile, the new season of Reservation Dogs started, and I've been watching it, and the first fucking episode has got a shot outside the vault, which is a kick-ass restaurant yeah, here in yeah. Tulsa owned by Libby Billings, awesome yep. entrepreneur, and that scene is supposed to be L.A., yeah. and they pulled it off. Because of the way they shot it and the cool decor of the vault and the way that the uh, outside, um, you know, uh, plants and whatnot was. And the vault is an old bank. So that there's kind of a very urban-y parking lot situation going on there. It pulled it off as fucking L.A. Shot in Tulsa. Because Reservation Dogs took the fucking time. And and Paramount can't do Tulsa in Tulsa. And I've talked about I like that show. And I'm going to follow your lead and get off the corporate dick here in a second. But, uh, But I just had to say that. Yeah. Absolutely. Also, fuck you, Sly. Fuck you, Sly. Fuck you, Sly. I do like that show, though. Go ahead, though. You so you're working with John Swab. Yeah, uh, and he's uh, he's a great dude. I I was in the opening scene of one of his last movies, not the very last one, but it's called Little Dixie, and that was the one that had the Paramount distribution to it. Okay. Um, and he, used, he likes to use a lot of Tulsa people. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of Tulsa shots. Like if you watch that movie, you'd see so much Tulsa in it, random Tulsans and stuff like that. And so, um. 
Yeah, originally when we were set to do the scene, uh, it was canceled because the strike had started. But yeah. then, like a couple weeks later, there was like a link that they sent me, and it was showing that it that it was one of the approved projects where they went to the union. And we're like, we're gonna pay everything you guys are asking for. Yeah, it just as if it went through. Yeah, and so they got special permission. Can yeah, you I got tell to... us the name yet? Yeah, it's called King Ivory, and it's about fentanyl in Oklahoma. He likes to do kind of he does like cartel movies and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So it's got so if you pull it up, King Ivory, it's got yeah. some name actors that have been in a bunch of other stuff that you'll probably recognize. Okay, yeah, uh, it looks like it is now set for release. Ben next Foster, year. Michael Mando. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Oh, no worries. Um, yeah, um, Ben Foster's. Been oh wow, Rory Cochran. Stuff. That's um. Uh, yep. You know, growing Slater. up, he was in, yes, later from Days of Confused, and, he was in. Um, um, Empire uh, Records. Empire Records. Hell yeah, I like him a lot. Yeah, that explains it. He was in town recently. Oh, that's that uh, must be when you were shooting. Michael Mando's the guy from um, Breaking Bad and um, Better Call Saul. Yep, absolutely. Very cool. Yeah, so I just played like a uh, an FBI agent that was searching a Hummer in a parking lot. Evan, how come you're not? Yeah, on there? why the fuck are you not on the IMDb <laughs> page? Why aren't you right under Melissa Leo? <laughs> yeah. Why aren't you above uh, Ben Foster? I need to log in. And I mean, it. I understand that these are all important, talented actors. Oh, Graham Greene, I recognize him. Duh. Oh yeah, he's been in a lot yeah. of stuff. Man, um, the uh, but, but uh, you are Evan Hughes. Do they not know? Die Hard with a Vengeance. Graham Greene, right? He was, wasn't he? That's why I was trying to say, like, with something like this, it wasn't like we filmed something like it's not tiny. You know, like this is actually a a big money project i assume i don't have the financial information in front of me but yeah you're right yeah exactly this is not like an indie <laughs> film right it, it is a it is a serious movie with with a talented cast uh never mind the king of of gd tulsa you know so when i was in uh you have to scroll Dixie down to the 90s him, baby. right yeah no he, he had the congratulations on your huge lot list of work oh, here Grand he's green. in the green mile yeah he's in fucking everything apparently that explains why i've seen him everywhere right what, what did you, you guys see Euphoria? Die Hard with, with a vengeance. vengeance. You nailed it. Nice job. Did I see Euphoria? Yeah. No, I have a weird thing about seeing teens having Teen sex. sex. Yeah, same. Even when they're not teens. Same. That don't was like, so weird. Can't do it. Can't do it. I don't like it. And it sucks, too, because that was Zendaya is in that. Uh-huh. And she's a beautiful grown woman uh-huh. who I would love to see naked if she's cool with it. But I can't because she's like, I'm 16. I'm like, that's yep. fucking weird. Yep. That is weird. Yep. Did that yep. make sense to not make me come off gross? <laughs> Probably didn't. <laughs> I feel like if we were in our 20s, maybe we could, like, I don't know. Even then. <laughs> yeah, because you'd still feel like it was acceptable to be into that. Well, no, well, I mean, like, maybe you're close enough to where you're still in, like, that that mindset of when you were that age that you could enjoy the story. Yeah. I don't know because I'm like, at what point is it? Is it we? You know, does it stop being okay? Yeah. Well, I, and I don't. As I get older, and I'm sure you guys understand, I've noticed how what I find attractive changes. How I'm sure. not attractive to youth the way I right. was when I was young. Like I see a woman who's closer in my age, or a man who's closer in my age, because I'm a bisexual, uh-huh. and and I I I find that much more attractive. Something about the kind of I don't know. It's not that like, it's not seeing like lines on the face or something, but there's something about age and maturity oh, it's, that's it's, very attractive to me now. It's and, also a very um, and I've started noticing that since my late thirties. I don't know if you if you feel this way, but <laughs> it's a very sobering experience whenever you have to look specifically for 
MILF porn, not because you're into that genre, but because that's how you can find your age group <laughs> of like a, of someone that would be your age. You're looking for porn. You're like, sweetie, you look extremely talented, but you're way too young for me. Exactly. Exactly. I'm like, I know I want, I want to look at somebody that's my age. I'm attracted to that. Yeah. Uh, that's wild. Yeah, it's a, it's a trip. But and then it was so funny though. Still, like when I tried to watch Euphoria, because I watched I think the first episode, maybe the first two. I don't know. And I remember, and I'd see like these people get. I was like, I was like, oh, this is someone in their twenties. I'm like, oh, and they're talking about like school teenage stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is weird and and disconcerting. And yeah, I, yeah, it was just. I'm like, fuck it. Where's gemstones? <laughs> Give me something else I can watch. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. But yeah, but no, I, I that's really great to hear uh, uh, about uh, about the, the 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 movie King uh, Ivory. King Ivory. Thank you. I was trying fucking hard to get there. Um, but guys, that's really cool about King Ivory and, and these other productions that are just proving how this can be done. Yeah. You know, you can pay people an amount. The writers, the actors, they're not asking for gold. They're not asking for millions of dollars. Yeah, they're asking uh, for a fair wage. Um, what's the studio? A24. I mean, I guess I asked for a million. If it, A24 if it million. had several of their projects um, okayed yeah. uh, to go forward during the strike. Yeah. Because they met all the standards. Well, and it's very cool that we're seeing it grow, too. I've got an article to talk about here about how mm. Marvel uh, special effects workers are, are trying to unionize at Disney. And that's been one of the things you, you, you can't throw a rock and not hit an article about how the Marvel recent films and shows have not been the same level of quality and how a lot of the fans are railing against it. I don't see it. I love all the fucking shit they do. But there are definitely uh, special effects challenges. There's a photo of She-Hulk here on this article. Did either of you watch She-Hulk? I did. Did you notice issues with She-Hulk's special effects? Sometimes. Yeah, I did mm-hmm. too. Um, and... The word, and I don't, obviously I'm not working there, but what I'm hearing is that these guys were overworked. You know, oh, yeah. These, this small team is being tasked with doing too much, and because of that, stuff's not coming out to the same <laughs> top of the quality. You asking them to make the lead a CGI character. Yeah. Like, uh, we don't just need a little bit of it. We don't need a really good scene. We need a lead character for an entire series to be CGI. Yeah. It's wild. That's a big ask. Yeah, it really is, man. But yeah, I um, we we uh, I, I think you're right though. We, maybe we we leave some of the other movie and TV. Talk Evan, are you are you you're pro union? I am pro union. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you asked me that. You know, I know it was funny. It was just, uh, it was a softball for I you. I side with the studios. <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, it's really wild that uh, America has managed to not only uh, convince people that um. That other poor people are the ones keeping them poor. Michael, I am a socialist. Yeah, no, I'm with you, buddy. But like (laughs) the fact that they've convinced so many people that that unions are their enemy is just wild to me. Yeah, I've learned a little bit about that, about how that actually ties back to some actions originally taken during the 1960s in the years following the Vietnam War. Oh, yeah, the the war. Yeah, the Vietnam War. um, There was, of course, a ton of protest uh, Mm -hmm. about that, and right around the time of, um, and maybe even during the the Ken State situation where protesters were shot by Mm -hmm. law enforcement, there was a group of uh, blue-collar workers who kind of came out publicly. uh, They were there for the incident, uh, working nearby, and they came out to praise the actions of law enforcement. Mm. Uh, And they were a little misguided. You know, they didn't realize, know the whole story. 
But what happened was Nixon seized upon the opportunity and had them at the White House and gave them another media opportunity and really helped solidify the narrative of the protesters being um, disruptive problem people hey. as opposed to fighting for an, uh, an ideal that we should all support. Right. And that's been one of the initial seeds of the kind of both the anti-protest movement we've seen in recent years mm-hmm. and the rebranding of the, the blue collar uh, working man community as a conservative uh, tool, right. you know, cause obviously, you know, you go back far enough, blue collar, just like your rednecks, these are our liberal uh, progressive minds, you know, trying to, to, to fight the system to get what's theirs and not trying to push us back to a system that took, had more control. Mm-hmm. And that's been my lessons learned from TikTok this week. With <laughs> Price. Well, and I mean, of, of course the big push of anti-unions is just keeping corporate profits funneled to the top, you know, can't pay the working man if you're going to keep it all for yourself. Yeah, it's it's insane. I mean, when you, what the rent is out there where they all live and everything, I mean, it's just, yeah, they're not making nearly, I mean, the revenue that they're bringing in is astronomical compared sure. to what they're making. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got some, like, some, some person that's tasked with making sure her fucking nostrils sync up. You know, like, like, ah, fucking She-Hulk's nostrils aren't, aren't syncing up right. I'm trying to get this 825 an hour. (laughs) Well, and and it it, it is art. Anybody who has worked on um, 2D graphic design, Mm -hmm. you know, you you do graphic design, Zamp. Yeah. Uh, You know that the, the small details, like getting... The line work right if you're you're cutting out a figure, getting the color balance right if you're having to add or alter the color composition. Mm-hmm. A lot of time is put into making seemingly small changes Correct. that have a big impact on the final product. Fucking font choice, yeah, such a big one. Color of the font, hundred you know? placement, yeah, absolutely, yeah, depth, all these things, yes, absolutely. Um, and now imagine depth to a 2d design and now, and I'm just talking about a 2d design on its own. Now imagine it being three dimensional. Correct. And now imagine it needing to be balanced against the real world in every shot. Yes. And act against people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, I couldn't do it. Evan, could you do it? No. Are you sure? (laughs) I'm pretty sure. I think, can you draw? Um, I'm a terrible Terrible. Same. Yeah. Same. Really bad. That's about, a, the one area of art that I've uh, never ever been. Yeah, because you can do music, you can yeah. do a bunch of stuff. But never ever have I been. The one piece of art I've ever done that I liked is right there in that frame. The Godfather? No. <laughs> <laughs> he did the poster for The Godfather. A lot of people don't know that. Um, uh, how long did Marlon sit for that? Yeah. Uh, did Mr. Puzo, what was he like in real life? Uh, a puzzle. A puzzle. <laughs> a puzzle. Uh, he was Puzo. a piece of shit. Mario Puzo. Uh, he was, uh, you know, he's a real sweetheart. Did you guys know that they, you know, the third one is considered like historically bad, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but sure. they've, they've re edited it. Are you aware of that? that there's a different cut. Yeah. There's I a have different heard that. cut. And I think what they did was like, they tried to cut so much more out of, uh, the daughter. Okay. Uh, yeah, what's, uh, I haven't so, seen any so, of them. Uh, you've not seen any, any. Yeah, that is still on that my is surprising. That that's on my uh, I know it's good, so one day I have to try it list. Mm-hmm. Like the music of the Rolling Stones. The one thing I will say is that what yeah is that <laughs> it uh, that I'm not as shocked about that. Um, <laughs> the 
it, it's very much like films of that time where it moves a lot slower sure. than films yeah. now. So like the original Godfather, people like that try and get into it now. I'm like, fucking just wait it out. It moves a little bit slow at times, but watch that film. It's cool. so yeah. good. Yeah, we, is it cool to still talk about really old movies today? See, that was the thing is that they were saying that maybe You'd you should do that too. Because you still Don't get some watch money. it oh, until no. the strike is over. How okay. about that? I accidentally brought up Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> well, because, well, you know, I mentioned Brian Sittler earlier. Sittler and I went and saw Enter the Dragon last weekend. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're reshowing that uh, mm-hmm. for its 50th anniversary in theaters. Yeah. And that was another one where... That 1979, 78, whatever it was, that the style of filmmaking was different. Yep. Even before you factor in the the Chinese-American co-production elements. Right. But you had a lot more like lengthy establishing shots back then. You hit it on the head. 100%. That was the thing that we both talked about uh, after the movie was it was a lot of those slow pans, those setting things up. And of course, the story is about um, uh, these uh, several Americans uh, and, and then, of course, Bruce Lee's character, who is based out of, out of uh, I want to say China, yep. uh, they all meet at this island uh, nation uh, for the tournament, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Mortal Kombat or whatever it was called. <laughs> the uh, uh, Kumite. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> so, um, the, uh, but the. Um, Frank Dux. So there's lots of shots of, like, you know, um, on the water Bloodsport. of their, they're, they're leaving the harbor and there's yeah. all these different boats and you see all the, the men and women gathered on the docks and stuff. And, and it was a lot of that. Haven't really you cool. seen Ender the Dragon? I have not seen it. I was just thinking about Godfather the whole time. Oh, were you? <laughs> You're not a kung fu movie You've guy? seen Bloodsport though. You recognize yeah, that yep. reference. Oh yeah, yeah. That's also classic. That is a wild one. Yeah. I need to see that too. That one is more of a so bad it's good. Yeah. Uh, whereas like Enter the Dragon is just Good, <laughs> pretty good. I watched every John Claude Van Damme JCVD back in the day. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, I, to me, he was really cool. The muscles from Brussels, baby. And I had an article uh, that I, I didn't pull up today that was all about how he is a terrible person. Oh, I re- I remember not hearing that. surprised at well, so all. So it was was it Steven Seagal that was nice. No, no, Steven no, Seagal sucks. They both suck. Here it is. Jean-Claude Van Damme is completely insane, according to p- director Peter Atencio. Oh, Double Impact. Get That's the town. one where he played uh, two people, Twins. right? Yeah. 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 Uh, the, the, uh, he's, the, he says that the man is just as strange and amazing as he seems. Well, published 18 hours ago? Yeah. I, we, they, we get the latest headlines That's here wild. on OLA. Yeah, we are on it. <laughs> on it. Uh, very relevant opinions like a-holes is the I full title. I love Kickboxer. Dude, did you? Yeah. Man. I mean, when I was a kid. Yeah. I just like the, you know, now if I watched it and they have those long training montages, I'd be like, come on. But when I was a kid, I was like, oh my God, it's so cool. He's jumping rope and now he's breaking big breaking bricks you appreciated all that yeah you appreciated the the narrative elements that it offered you yeah i think i don't know when you're a kid i don't know a lot of the stuff like oh you just work super hard and then this happens and you're all pumped up and then you win you know it was like very believable when you're young yeah now you watch it and you're like ah, that's still ain't gonna work yeah that's that that's just gonna be back pain <laughs> tomorrow morning jean claude yeah. <laughs> don't act like you did enough stretching to not hurt tomorrow do you remember sudden death I re- you'd have to like bring me into the, the it plot was the, of it. It was <laughs> uh, the Stanley Cup Finals. Oh, really? where there was the, the bomb that- in the in the arena, and he was the. Are you sure this isn't Last Action Hero? No, that's there was no hockey involved in last. Wait, was last it the ninety six? Oh, you're right. The ninety six Olympics. Olympics? No, no, no. <laughs> Are you sure you're not thinking of the Last Boy Scout? 
I am definitely not <laughs> thinking of the last Boy Scout. This is a Damon movie Wayans. where the Penguins and the uh, Blackhawks, I believe, which are my two favorite hockey teams, were playing each other in the Stanley Cup Finals, and a bad guy had planted a bomb in the arena, and only JCVD can stop him before Whoa, the I game. I want to watch that so bad because I don't remember should it. Watch it. It's one of the worst ones, and it's awesome. <laughs> Oh, so what what year did it probably come like out? Like ninety seven ish. Can we look it up? Can we Okay. Uh, so I was starting yeah, to get I, a I little was, I was thinking about the Godfather. What movie were we talking about? <laughs> yeah, sudden Death. <laughs> there it is. I was probably by that time I was kinda like aging out of ninety five. Yeah, ninety five. Wow. Ninety five. Look at that. Yeah, there's one point where the bad guy dresses as the in the penguin mask. I have to watch I this. have that jersey, that era of jersey from ninety five. Uh, Wow. Uh, yeah, I actually have it in that cabinet right there. Right here? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's behind all the butane. <laughs> Did I know you were a, such a hockey fan? I'm trying to think if I knew that about you. You know, uh, I'm not basketball. as big of a hockey fan as I was when yeah. I was a kid. When I was a teenager, I got super, super into hockey for a long time. Um, I figured you like baseball. I do you like baseball, baseball uh, but basketball is my number one. Basketball. Yeah. That's that's my my love of loves as far as sports. Well, and, and now I want because we, we watched one of those trailers that's set in uh, a hockey. Wait, the strikes are in the U.S. Right? Are these a SAG AFTRA? That's an American yeah. union, right? Yeah. There's Can we talk about Canadian LA productions. Everywhere. Sure. We watched the trailer for Shorzy. Hey, that's out of Canada. Hey, all right. Yeah. I think that can, that's okay. I mean, I think Hulu owns it though. Well, that's not Barbie too. Was I not supposed to? I don't know. Watch about, a movie? I don't know about all that. But what's up? <laughs> I watched Barbie too. I was like, was I not supposed to go to the theater and see a movie? No, well, we didn't. Way, we didn't know the rule until today. Okay. So I think what we are. No, past I think it's just. Are I think okay. you're just not supposed to promote it. Yeah. So don't promote Barbie. So okay. how'd you like it? <laughs> I, I don't remember. <laughs> no, I loved it. Perfect. Yeah. Did you perfect? Answer. It reminded me of an Elf. Okay. You That's know, in terms not of like just being like like a wholesome funny. Okay. You know, it, like it a felt fish out of water. Will Ferrell. Sort of. And they, they did the, you know, how Elf was like, he's either in the North Pole or he's in the real world. Yeah. They did that like, you're in Barbie land or you're in the real world. That kind of. Yeah. 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 Fish out of water story. Fish out of water story. Well, really, and let's be honest, who is Margot Robbie but uh, just a female Will Ferrell? Marco Polo. Yeah. Fish out of water. Marco Polo. Marco. <laughs> Polo. Oh, I found fish you. out of water. Marco, 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 Someone the Marco, other day Marco, Marco, told me fish I, out of water. There's told a, me uh, I look like Will Ferrell. Said I look like Will Ferrell the other what? day. What? Who said wow, that? Some, I don't remember. Some person. Some blind person? Yeah. No. I was like, don't I don't like see Will it. Ferrell. People you, really pull some shit out. Now Margot Robbie, I see that. I used to get <laughs> I used to get told I looked like Drew Carey all the time, and it hurt my feelings every time. I got <laughs> seriously? Yes. I got told once I look like Beck, and I'm gonna I do not know why it cut so deep. But every time someone would be like, "You look like Drew Carey," I'd be like, "I hate you." And it's like simply the glasses, right? They're just I guess yeah. heavy set with glasses. Yeah. I guess yeah, it's got to be. If you didn't have the glasses, maybe they short would never hair. Say that. Yeah, but Drew Carey's like always been clean shaven, and I haven't been clean shaven in like twenty years. You've got a bit of a similar haircut, I'd say, like a part. Because doesn't he have a part on the side haircut? I don't know. I mean, I don't think so. I don't know. Let's, let's I think he's got like a little boy cut. Let's pull him up. A little baby boy cut. You think the part on the side is not a little boy haircut? Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I like that I was typing in Drew Carey and it didn't autofill. Yeah, it was like, like, who? Yeah, it's... Oh, something's wrong here. It's not seeing the internet, I don't think. Oh, no. Did we lose internet? No. You know what? We should just cut it off right here. (laughs) We're done. Thanks, Evan. We did a good show today. (laughs) It's been good. Um, Uh, What about... uh, You want want to talk about this? 
Well, oh. we can. They're not striking. They, they. I kind of wish they would. I kind of wish. This. I kind of wish they were too. This is not good. They had. I thought they had some of the old Guns N' Roses sound in there. A little. You bit. know, I was like, I yeah, you still sound like Guns N' Roses to a degree. The Guns N' Roses has a new single called Perhaps, which uh, immediately I was like, oh, is this going to be the sequel to Patience? <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I was like, if he starts whistling, then we'll know. <laughs> Uh, That'd be such a bold move, wouldn't it? It was almost hubris back then that he was like, I'm going to whistle an entire verse. Yeah, because I couldn't even get three bars. And it'll be a fucking number one hit. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild to me. Yeah. On an EP. Yeah. On an EP that had also some of the most offensive songs. <laughs> True. <laughs> Have you heard, uh, what is that one? I forget what it's called, but I know oh, what you're talking one about. One in a million. It very controversial. Well, it's just a list of slurs. Yeah. yeah. Set to a really catchy beat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's the yeah, worst. Yeah, doesn't he drop the N-bomb in there? I think so. He he does that. He says uh, he says a bunch of bad things. Don't listen to it. I, <laughs> I, a, it's not like Carlin's seven words you can't say on television it's where just, it's for fun. It's like just five words you shouldn't say. <laughs> it's more than five. Yeah. It really. It's a, just, a bunch of words you should not say. Yeah. He just goes down a list of offensive shit. But perhaps it's not a good song. This new track. It's really not good. Uh, even the little bits where you're like, that sounds like old Guns N' Roses. I was like, mm, barely. <laughs> yeah, they were just doing the like the hallmarks of the sound kind of thing. You yeah, know, trying I mean? to like if there's a new corn, they do they put some of the corny, you know, corny things in Did it. Did you catch any of the lyrics? Were you watching any of the lyrics? Oh, on perhaps, yeah. Uh, I in the chorus where they like yeah yeah or yeah yeah or something. <laughs> there was a lot, a lot of, of apology hey, type hey, stuff. Hey. A lot of I was excuse me, I was wrong. I I I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. It it. But then there was a lot of just nonsensical, like a meta. You know what? Like how sometimes somebody will be writing lyrics and they like try and write like a metaphor, but it means nothing. Yeah, well, think <laughs> you're about like, like you're like that doesn't those words together. I know you think it sounds poignant, but those words mean nothing. Yeah, you, know you, I mean? you, you bring up the lyrics to like "Teenage Wasteland" by the Who. It's like try to make sense of that, right? Yeah. You know, oh, I love I love talking about just bonkers choices in songs, like uh, "Blinded by the Light." Manfred Mann's. Uh, oh yeah, I know that one. In the middle of that song, homie busts into chopsticks. <laughs> just right in the middle of the song, he's like, "All right, piano solo time, baby!" Bing, 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 and everybody was like, "Fuck." Yes, what, keep it. What song? Blinded by the light. Holy shit! Blinded yeah, you're right. Blinded by you're the right. light. Yeah, they break into chopsticks in the middle of that song, <laughs> and it's the wildest choice. It's the one time it works. I had a theory once that I was like, um, they were recording, and they were like, uh, you know, what would be really good right here is a piano solo, but uh, none of us really play. Like, oh, my cousin said he plays, <laughs> and then the cousin comes in, and he's like. He's like been faking it. He's like said he plays, but he doesn't play. And they're like, all right, here we go. And he's like, all right, I'm ready. Click me in. All right. Two, three. They're like, that's dope. I feel like I've heard that before. So wild. It really really harkens back to something I knew growing up. I love the song with like a lot going on to it, though, or like a weird part at the end that doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. You know, that's one thing I actually liked about this song. This Guns N' Roses song is one thing they have been doing since uh, even before Chinese democracy, when, when Axel just went over the fucking top is they've gotten overly produced. 
And I feel like they're constantly adding extra layers. And there was a little bit of that, especially in what I thought was the bridge, but turned out to be kind of a second chorus, I guess. All I know is those verses are rough. Yeah, there was some weirdness. But that was kind of the one part that I did dig was what is I kind of like this weird industrial rock thing he kind of falls into sometimes. And I don't think it's good. I kind of like it in the same way that I like like dissonant Bjork tracks, you know, like, <laughs> like, 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 or like the, the way you would like, like the, the way that skinny puppy feel fans feel about their favorite band, you know, or, or Aphex twin fans. Is any of this ringing true to you guys? I don't, I know of both of those bands. They're terrible, but they're also kind of good, you know? I don't know. The skinny puppy fans might kick my I ass. I grew up for that. listening to like a little of that, like ministry and stuff like that. You know, sure. I that saw the early there's a lot months. more melody over Some there. Some of though. the like, you know, there was Nine Nails, but then there was Pig Face before that. Yep. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. You know. Yeah. Like, the, and I've always found something so fascinating about when it dips into that kind of noise. Mm. You know, I, I I think it's one reason why when everybody was like Skrillex sucks, I was like, eh, give him a chance. <laughs> you like fuzz, you know? Yeah, like, why yeah, not? Yeah. Playing the playing the noise for a minute. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. But not too long. And this video is like 344, so no. Do you like like fuzzy stoner rock shit too, Evan? Uh give throw me an example. Like um well, I mean, like, a, you know, like uh, Caius and Oh, Queens. sure, yeah. Queens uh, of Stone Age? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever listen to Truck Fighters? I don't remember them. What? That's a band you should check out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Black Keys, they kind of in that same? Kind of. Kind truck of. Fighters is different, I don't though. know Truck Fighters. Check truck Fighters is, like, straight stoner rock. I don't want anything straight. Oh, Ayo. Hilton. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's not nice to the straights. I mean, give us a break. What happened to Everlasting Gaze? Uh, yeah, helps. Where's, where's our month? Uh, yeah, <laughs> is that the title of the episode? It's February. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you see the thing where that lady uh, went in Target it with, is. in it, blackface? That, that is the title of the episode. Everlasting the Gaze. Yeah, Everlasting Gaze. Done. <laughs> uh, did you see the video where the t- lady that went in Target in blackface in July and was oh, like, I, I need to know I where the pride it. section is. Oh, wait, in I... blackface? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's one of those ones you, yes. you see like... the title of it, but then you're too overwhelmed to actually watch the video because you're like, I can't take any more of this right now. The best part of the video, and she's all mm. over the place. She's fucking bonkers, this lady. And it's not the only video of her in blackface in public. I love when there's nothing better than when bigots get dementia. It's really wild. My favorite <laughs> part, hate? though, my favorite part of the whole video is she's like, you know, saying, I need to know where the pride section is. And someone goes, um, that was in June. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't realize it's a month. Yeah, she didn't know it was over. Oh, they got so worried about it that they were just like, the target loves the gays now. Oh, it's my just, God. They, yeah, she thought it was just always there. The pride section. Isn't it weird when, like, you go on Reddit or whatever and there's just like, 30 car wrecks in a row like car wreck stories basically in terms of like this is a disaster yeah, you yeah. know and you're like which of these am i willing to like really click on and which i'm just going to absorb the title of only <laughs> you know because yeah. you can only take so much sure you know it's, like did you guys watch the uh the alabama riverboat oh fuck yes <laughs> oh, I did. did you guys already cover that on the show no no, no really? we've been off for we, a couple we, weeks we, we took we've an been impromptu on vacation. summer vacation oh yeah man, that chair shot Share shot heard around the world. No, the guy swimming to get into the fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. He swam for like a good two minutes. Oh, my immediate thought when I saw him get to the deck was I was like, 
he's gonna be too gassed to fight anybody. Like, <laughs> and then he's he rock bottomed him. He's gonna like get out of the water, and his arms are noodles from swimming so hard. And <laughs> right. He's like, I'm gonna swing on somebody, but I can't lift my arm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But he wanted it, man. Hey, you know, that's fucking respect. It's an amazing thing the way that like people respond now. There is, and it's probably terrible. It's probably terrible that so many people are just so quick to fight. Well, but it's I, Tom Segura had a bit about how how black people have each other's backs on a level that white people just don't. Oh well, sure, yeah, you know, and I think that was an example of that. That's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. But I'm but, not jumping in for white people. Yeah. No, I, if anything, I'm helping the <laughs> I'm black women in the other direction. Like a short list of like six of y'all, but like you know, like the two of you, you know, like Ryan, you know, I, Trevor. If anything, I'm gonna punch Hitler. one of those dickheads on the boat too because they were shitheads. But but you know, and uh, yeah, oh, yeah. But here's the thing: is is if there's enough folks beating your ass, and I do mean you two, I am gonna do like a from a distance. Hey, Zap. What'd you do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just to find out real quick. And if, and if you were like, I thought black family, never mind, get them, guys. <laughs> but you wouldn't do that. Like, no. Mistaken identity. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me. No. Oh, boy. Yeah, that was a good one. That's a good video. Yeah. yeah. That was fun stuff. Five that's stars. That's I, uh, there's a lot of good edits to that, too. Did you see the cop slide? That's another good one. I heard about that. I haven't watched it. Did you see cop slide? I don't slide? know if I saw that. Can we pull that yeah, up? Yeah, pull up Do cop slide. Uh, it feels like it's going to ruin my search history. No, no, no. It's way more fun than you think. It's really good. Uh, there's a lot of really fun edits of this one, too. What? Uh, yeah, this is a slide in, I can't remember where, but it's supposed to be only for children because physics, oh, yeah. uh, if you're an adult, it will do this. Oh, my God. Whoa. <laughs> That's so awesome. Oh my God. How did this make there it? There is so much. There's a lot of videos he of other people dead. doing this too. That man. Yeah. Is he okay? That slide committed police brutality. I mean, his pride. Reverse, poli <laughs> reverse police brutality. Not intended for Throw adults. In five jail. to 12. Here's the deal. Is there, there's times that you can go, oh, I'll be fine. And there's times you can't. Yeah. And, Watch. Wow. And then they'll show like, they'll show, Hold <laughs> on, this reminds me of Action Park, New Jersey. Oh, that documentary <laughs> fucking rules. If you've yeah. not seen that documentary, watch it. Uh, I have not seen that documentary. You've been there. I have been to oh, Action Park. You have scars. I grew up it. in New Jersey. Thank Whoa. you very much. I was in the movie. I was. See, look how calm kids go down. It oh, was wow. so slow when that kid went down. Was it really? I want to see this. This oh the kid just comes in like a normal kid that feels yeah, staged that's, though that's it's amazing not, it's not why does it this thing is like a whole problem because you're you weigh too much and it, you go too fast oh you go too fast yeah <laughs> cop, slide. cop slide get there early the line can be long yeah it's now, yeah it's now a place you can get on match. oh yeah the guy is showing oh, the physics of it some, oh okay so I love this there's a child it's going so through action no deal. Now we're going to show an adult. The guy that drew his his uh, blueprints on a napkin at the restaurant and was like, build this. It's that last little quick left-right angle that gets you. <laughs> it's like the speed, and then it throws you <laughs> whop, whop. Just throws you into the side. Uh, and are they going down like, he's so like no, on their tummy? No, it's spinning them around. Oh, Amazing. What the hell? Amazing. Fuck yeah, you look amazing. so happy. I am like, so happy. I want to go try it. <laughs> <laughs> Please, let's do it. Oh, oh man. 
I um yeah I I don't know what the fuck else to talk about now since we can't talk about so many entertainment topics. I, I did not mean to derail I mean, us like that. Do you guys like Hoover Phonic? What is that? It's a it's a it's, it's a, an electronic thing, thing like yeah, Chiba yeah. or yeah, Sneaker yeah. Pimp. Yeah, Portishead. Man, yeah. do you like Portishead? <laughs> Sometimes Tricky. Evan, you your interest <laughs> list confounds me. <laughs> Because we'll pull up the most popular show in America and be like, no, I, I, I've seen music. It. That's the thing. I love music. Yeah, yeah, music, yeah, it's, music. yeah it's music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You still, we still talk to this day about your appearance on the People Persons Paper podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Because we invited you on and you, you are one of the most amiable people I know. Thank you invite you. you to do something and you're, you're always gung ho for Let's it. Let's go. You're happy to participate. You want to help everybody else with the things they're working on. Um, you know, we even talked a little bit earlier about how Zamp's got his, his feet in different creative projects. You're more of a kind of solo path with stand up but you are supporting music you know theater uh you know everywhere you can it's be. easy because i love it exactly you know exactly but um uh you did not like the office and that really threw us for a loop on the podcast gosh i'm well you know i remember i've still only to this day only seen the one episode and i watched it the, with one, you with guys. Wow. the one with us wow with you guys yeah my god and i don't rem- i don't remember like i need to go listen to the episode but i don't i now i don't remember disliking it i probably <laughs> i probably wasn't like <laughs> that is a very evan hughes thing to say uh, i didn't i don't i think i liked I, it i, I think other people don't remember I like everything it's pretty good it's a pretty good show you, well, and, and I think what it was is obviously the, the Office is one of the shows that leans into ideas of uncomfortableness, of awkwardness, of yeah. cringe. Cringe comedy. Exactly. And and you really see, because one of the, the key moments, and, and the episode's not up uh, on, on the website now. Uh, we only have our, our most recent 20 or so up on there. But you said something along the lines of, I didn't like any of these people. Oh, wow. <laughs> and And... You were, it was one of those moments where Brian and I were taken aback because we were both a little like hurt. You know, we love this show and well, these I characters. Well, I needed to watch more of it. But you were also right. That's a snap, that's a snap <laughs> judgment. That guy that's seen one episode and is like, oh, yeah, it is. Like, you sometimes need to watch a whole season of something to but, really. But a show with Michael Scott and Dwight Schrute as your your leads and then Jim and Pam, for as much as they can be lovable characters, they, they can also be self-serving i mean oh, you, yeah. you weren't wrong well let's not forget the whole reason i was on it was because i i'd met creed bratton in real life twice yeah so that was why and he was nice yeah so and he is he's a delight there. he's yeah. a delight and he puts on a hell of a show too oh yeah yeah we've uh, uh since then uh, we, we've been out to see him perform uh he, he comes through the vanguard yeah. regularly and he's he's great Oh, he's yeah. great, and uh, you've been on stage with him uh, a couple times now. Or we did two. I did two shows with him. Two shows. Oh, I, well, in different years. I bet you were at the la- the one we went to as well. Uh, I think Shauna was on that one as well. Yes, I, and Raj was, was on Raj one there with I think me. You, I think Raj I think those was on were the two too. different shows. I think I did one with one Raj with Shauna, and one with Shauna. Shauna. Yep. Oh, I'm trying to remember which one we were at. Huh. Okay. Well, I hope it was the second one. I feel like I did better on the second maybe one. Maybe we were at both. I don't know. I smoke a lot of weed, but yeah, allegedly, allegedly, that's what they say. They say, well, when I did the first one, I think I was like a year into comedy, maybe a little bit more, but not that's, two years. That's in. too soon to be meeting famous people, man. Yeah, I, I don't that was my that. biggest show I'd ever done by far at the time. Really? Sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 You know, but not now. Now I did Canes one time. So. Ooh, <laughs> I have not done Canes for comedy, but I have played music there. I don't even see how that's possible, though. 
Did you? I haven't done yeah. the comedy there? Yeah. yeah. You're Michael Zampino. I've not been picked. I've only done the side stage shows. You were, were you on, you weren't on it this year. No, I did not submit this year. You just didn't I, feel like it. I didn't have a new video. I yeah. haven't gotten a new submission. Well, Fritzy would have saw the old one and put you on. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing is I've I'm not gonna that. I'm not gonna get a better show with the same video, right? So why? And my my whole thing is I don't I didn't want to do it unless I can improve, unless I can get better, yeah. unless I can do a better, I a bigger to, show. I tend to take every other year off on Blue Well Comedy Festival. Mm. Uh, I've historically I've done a year and then I'll usually skip a year, uh, and it's. It started out just because the second year of the festival, I had some stuff going on. I just didn't have the time to sign up um, and, and to get a good video and all that. And and it kind of just became habit. And I l- realized that I, I like it, too, because I, I'm a I'm a good enough comic in town that I, 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 I think I can earn my spot no matter what. The judging panel is now people I've come up with. So I, I think even if my video wasn't top 10, I would still get enough respect to still make the cut. Absolutely. But I don't always, I don't need that. And there's a ton of comics out there who are dying for it. I said the same thing. They about want it myself. so bad. You, you help run it though. No, no, but like, well, it's, I'll, I'll tell you all that. But in 2019, I was like, man, I've done this like three years in a row. Um, they only have so many spots. I'm going to sit out a year to give somebody else a chance to have that spot and have that moment yeah. and have that same excitement that I had in, you know, you know, three years ago. And uh, then COVID hit and it was gone for two years. So I was like, I lost, I hadn't been on it in three years. So I was like, because of that and how quickly COVID could come or something could come and it could go away. I'm like, I gotta be, I gotta be in it every year because mm-hmm. of that. And I, I only joined the staff at the very end of the last one. Like really? I went to like the last, meeting or two but i did it was the whole thing was set they were just like let's bring evan in yeah and then um this year um i didn't watch any videos you know i sat in but i mean i was kind of like a consultant where they're like you do this year round like what's this what's this person like or does this work or you know i helped bring i brought in the fastler hall as a venue this year right um but i'm gonna help get uh, Vanguard for next year. Nice. There was like a scheduling conflict where Vanguard had already booked something like way, way, way in advance on the same weekend as Kane's. But ideally, next year, I think it'd be amazing if we could have Kane's and Vanguard. Uh, yeah, wouldn't it be like a Friday Vanguard, a Saturday Vanguard? Yeah. And all of this is just speculation. Like, there's nothing. Sure, sure, sure. So um, don't take that as an official word. But I mean, I think that'd be cool as fuck. It I, would be. I like that. I like that a lot. I will say one thing, and you know, this is uh, obviously I don't. Uh, I'm not in the the planning room, so I don't know the challenges or or any of the the limitations. But I I have definitely felt a sense of, and, and maybe c- concentrating that the power is important. But it feels like the space that Blue Whale takes up has shrunk so much. I'd love to see more venues outside of the main street corridor. Oh, see, I feel like that's kind of what. Having like lowdown be so far away from everything else was kind of a. Uh, it, it looked weird this year. It was a hindrance because sure. it it's not for within, us last year. It's 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 a tough walk when it's that hot. And that's the thing is that you want it to be a walking thing. Yeah, see, you want I, it there's to be so within many other venues distance. that I would love to see included. You know, like it's just not logistically. Yeah, you're right. You're gonna get a lot smaller audience the further you put it away from everything else. You might. You're right. Yeah, you That's why both, our uh, audience was mm. so small at the recording last year. Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. load and it was, and I remember that feeling of that how lowdown felt like separate. And looking Too at the map away. this year, it felt the same way. But lowdown's such a great venue. You don't want to remove it from the talks. Absolutely. But it is. It's just. You know, if you could have everything right there on that street, yeah, that's so much better. Yeah. Uh, it sucks too. Mm-hmm. All right. 
man. But uh, uh, seems like the festival was a hell of a hit this year. Yeah, uh, did you did you go? To I, any I didn't of participate it? this year. I was uh, I had some other stuff going oh, on. Okay, okay. With work and I whatnot. just wondered if you popped up at any of no, the shows. No, I, I meant to, but I, I didn't get a chance, unfortunately. But the the lineup was great, uh, and and the variety of local shows. Like we had a local uh, improv troupe, Girl Talk, was involved, which I thought was a great inclusion this year. Yeah, yeah, they were on. Uh, they they were on. Uh, they did great. Um, we had the uh, the cooking show with CR was back. Yeah, I was on that one. Yeah, I almost said I was on the girl talk show, and then I was like, no, I wasn't on that. You were the girl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, no, but I did see a, a beautiful picture of you and your finished dish from the cooking show. Oh my gosh, yeah, that was. What'd you make? Dude, if you were at that show, you wouldn't have asked that. Just because it was like I just threw everything together. It was almost just like a anti cooking. Yeah. You know, it was just a disaster. So like a casserole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a drunken fry or whatever you call it. All right. Yeah. You just, hey, just throw a little bit of this in there. It's the old kitchen sink. Yeah. It was a, yeah. I saw a friend of the show, Terrell Norton, was on that show as well. Yeah. He's like the, the chef consultant. He, he yeah, basically sort of. yelled at me the entire time. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? You I know? like that. I yeah, like that. I would. A bit. I, he's the ooh, one that, does he that gets second? mad when you break the cooking rules. Yeah. Do, yeah. Does he obviously Terrell the host of Binge with Terrell Norton right here on OLA Ministries? But um, I think Terrell needs a second show where he just shouts at people. Ooh, Terrell shouts at people. Terrell shouts at people. I was actually going to say if they put me on that next year, I'm going to tell him to ramp it up even more because it how was about, so good when he was frustrated with me. How about yeah, Terrell okay. says? How about Terrell says you cook bad, and it's a cooking show where he just tells you how you're doing it wrong. I love it. It's brilliant. I, I am already a fan. Green lit. I've already subscribed and I haven't even built the page for it yet. <laughs> All right, perfect. Yeah. That's how Does do he things. know? <laughs> I'll tag him. I'll tag him in the post. Who wants to let him know he's just got to do a new show now? Yeah. Hey, uh, guess what? We have an idea. That's what I'm, I'm going to just, I'm going to tag. It does not involve us. I feel like we've mentioned a bunch of local people this week, and I'm just going to oh, tag sure. them all in the description. Yes, and just force them to care about our show that way, just for and one week. It. Yeah, and and you know what? Just just for the hell of it, Jeff Thomas. Yep, done. There, JT. done. <laughs> JTT, thinking about you, buddy. Jeffrey right Taylor Thomas. I, I was going to make it just a one-off, but you know, he recommended a game to me that I got to give a shout out to. Uh, I'm playing pl uh, Death's Door on PlayStation. Oh yeah, which is a cool little action roguelike, uh, which it's got a top-down view, and you run and just slash through waves of baddies, trying to get power-ups and gain more powerful to get further in the game. Sure, it's, it's, and it's got a very cool art style that starts with a a really neat black and white look, and then gets into this very stylized, uh, unique color palettes. Uh, just really pretty, pretty game. Very cool. Hilton. I have exciting news for you. I, I, I nope. I. I'm on my second consecutive game that's not basketball. I just replayed Fallen okay. Order. Okay. Yep. And I just bought Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, I'm guessing based on a recommendation uh, from a little uh, guest spot we had last week. That's right. Yeah. So far, I love it. Um, a lot of the controls are very similar to Fallen Order. So okay. um, the transition from that game to Ghost of Tsushima was very uh, easy for me to make. Oh. Um, and it's just that very similar type of action style. And the one thing I will say that it's got is that the scenery is gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and I will say I do like the way that you, um, you know, the, the little option pad or the big you know, the big thing in the middle of the, you swipe up on that and it, the wind sort of guides you on where to go. And that's, Ooh. it's really, really cool. 
Okay. So far, I'm really digging it. And I got the, uh, I don't know if the sale is still going on, but uh, it. I got the $60 director's cut version that has bonus content for 20 bucks on the PlayStation Store. Wow, okay. So if it's still on sale, go get that deal, because that was a good deal. Was that a, was that a... Was that a pick and a plug or a pick? You know what? It definitely could be my pick because, yeah, that's a great game. All right. That's a great game. Um, I mean, if you want plugs, uh, I am for hire. Uh, what? Hit me up at ZampinoProductions at gmail.com. You need any graphic design. You need any logos made. You need any uh, voice work done. You need, you need your YouTube video narrated. Give me a call. Right. Can shoot me an email. That email again? It is ZampinoProductions at gmail.com. Yeah. And um, speaking of plugs, uh, one of the things that got us talking, we've been talking about having you on for a couple weeks now. Nice. Uh, you got caught up in our impromptu summer vacation. Um, but you've got something coming up next week that is really exciting and involves a, another friend, another name we can drop. Sure. Uh, why don't you tell us about that? Oh, are you talking about the Circle Cinema shows? Circle Cinema right here in Tulsa, nearly 100 years old. Yes, yeah, I am. Uh, so we went and did some promos for uh, me and Peter Bedgood. So it's basically like a show to honor uh, Peter's uh, work and cartooning and stuff like that. And he's done uh, over 100, I think the count was like 116 flyers that he's drawn for me over the last several years. Um, he started uh, doing my flyers right after the pandemic when we started doing shows again. Yeah. He became my new flyer person. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and so they're going to have an art show and they're going to have up all the, uh, all the, all the old flyers, every and, old flyer he's done. And, and you, and you could buy, you know, a poster version of it, you know, for a, a, you know, a small price and, you know, frame it in your house or whatever you want to do with it. I have a couple framed in my house already. I've got a Peter, uh, an original bed good framed at my house as well. Yeah. So I was, I was already doing it and I was like, you know, you can, this could be a good idea for you. You know, we couldn't figure out where to do it because so many places, uh, want to rent their space. Yeah. And uh, Circle Cinema was just like, yeah, you can you can come in here and do it. We're going to do a comedy show, uh, three different comedy shows. You've got it's a hell be, of a lineup, like a bunch of just about everybody in town. We tried we tried to, yeah, we tried to keep it, you know, open to like, you know, it sucks to, you know, 600 comics have done these, have done my shows. So not all of them. Yeah, I, I kind of used, I honestly used Blue Whale. Yeah, like when looking at it with Peter, and it was just sort of like, who did the Okihomi show? Who was on Blue Whale? And just kind of that's an easy way to see who's active and who also did my shows, and just pull from that. Yeah, so that was kind of how that got. So that's this coming week. Uh, Monday is it Monday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday? I'll have shows in the lobby, and then Peter's art's going to be up on the on the walls and, 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 and yeah. And these posters, besides just being cool comedy posters, like he puts a lot of time and energy into this and, and it typically uses his hu uh, human being characters. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of funny when we were talking about the show, he, he pulled out though. He had all of them. He brought all the originals and there was one with like all the big, where he was drawing the comics before the beans, where it wasn't even just the bean. Um, I think you might have had one too, where he actually drew you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, "Dude, I don't do them like that anymore." He's like, "This took me like an hour oh, per sure. comic, you know." And he was just like, "You know, you're paying me, you know, this, okay. and it's like not a living wage at some point, you know." So, um, were you breaking breaking strike rules? <laughs> <laughs> well, what we pay him now is we try to pay it for like. I've even told him I'm like set a timer. 
and don't do don't draw any longer than this. No. You know, yeah, like yeah. this this should be what you're getting paid for this amount of time. Give me the flyer. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and if he wants to, he could just draw. That's why I'm beam. left off some of those flyers is the time runs out. He's like, I never, <laughs> never got to help. Yeah. Uh, which. Well, I'm like, draw, draw a bean with a microphone and put sound pony on it. You know, you can do that. But Peter, he's just because of how he treats. It's his art, you know, like yeah. he'll he'll give it to me sometimes. And I'm like, I know he spent way too much time on this, but it looks amazing. Yeah, it's just him, yeah. you know. Well, and you can only set the standard if he wants to be stupid and creative. That's on him. You know? Yeah, and it's funny to see how wildly different some of them are. It was just like probably like whatever mood he was in at the time. Like there was one like insane one from um, October of a few years ago at Vanguard where it was just like, okay, Halloween's coming up, so let's make it kind of spooky or weird or whatever. Then it comes back and it's just like monsters melting. And I'm like, where is the time? Where is who's on this? Like where you can't even tell it's a flyer. So he's like, all right, I'll fix it. You know, and he goes back and he's changing it and changing it gives me another one and i'm like still i'm kind of like mm, it's a little still kind of hard to understand this one and he comes back with like a third one and it's still like super artistic and classic peter and stuff and i'm like okay let's it's this these are all art i felt bad that you changed any of them because they're like these are actually the best ones you've done right you know so there's sometimes there's a balance between like yeah we want people to instantly see the venue name and the time and everything but also if it just looks like art and it takes them a minute to even find the time because it's upside down in the corner, I'm cool with it because it's punk rock, mm -hmm. you know? And it's yeah, like, man. if you really want to come to these shows, you'll figure out a way to come to these shows. For sure. We're doing art. And that's what I hated about, there was a short period where I didn't have Peter do my flyers. And, um, the you know, flyers that aren't art where it's just like, looks like it was made and it's like an auto-generated thing. It's just like, Tread it careful. almost changed the way I felt about my show. What'd you say? Tread careful. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Like I want to, I want to feel like it's art, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like the show is art. The flyers art. Speaking yeah. of circle cinema, I think we might be popping in there this Monday. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, cause well that, and that's when this event is is that this monday oh noir night with josh fadum yeah, yeah. that's that's what we were oh, talking but that, about that's after or is that oh were you guys wanting me to talk about noir night and no, I no, no, about no, no, no 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 we're like, gonna stop by when noir is night the event you're talking but about. is yours also monday no uh no when, so what is the peter show okay so noir night is was, this monday when is and the, then don't worry about noir night when is the peter show the week after oh okay so it's the 28th 29th and 30th yes Fantastic. So sorry about that. Okay, no, 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 no. That's no. what. It no, was. that's me. That I had it backwards. So we could have had you on next week. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but no, that. So so now you have time to buy tickets. Monday the 29th, Tuesday the tw excuse me, Monday the 28th, Tuesday the 29th, and Wednesday the 30th is when you're going to have the shows. And each night is going to have a great lineup of comics, like yes. you said, similar to the the Oklahoma Showcase at Blue Whale. Yeah, and I love Josh. Absolutely pushed the the noir night. I I, got, oh. I had dinner with him the other night. And no, no, he no, came no. to Blue Whale, and yeah, we said we love Josh. Yeah. No, no, yeah, don't, Josh no, we, we're throwing Josh on your shoulders. We oh, we, yeah. we love Josh. Uh, he's uh, been a friend of the Starlight Comedy Night. He's a friend of the OLA, and we're uh, yeah. I think Zampito we're going to go this and Monday. I, we're hoping to catch that uh, noir nights this Monday. Yeah, and then I'm going to perform uh, next week at the Circle shows as well. See, all that happened here just now was for a moment I thought I was double booked at the same venue, which is weird but cool. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but then I'm gonna. I don't know. Did we figure out what day I'm gonna do the the circle show with you, Evan? Um, it's probably in our messages. Okay, cool. Yeah. But sometime in there. Hopefully yeah. not Thursday after it's over. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, and you know what time your show's gonna start? Do you have that? Seven. Seven o'clock each night. Yeah. All right. Cool. You know, I have written a couple jokes recently. 
Dude, you gotta the, the, do some of my shows, Michael. Please, I need you. Gotta get back. When was there. the last time you booked him on? Dude, something? he did a show at Heirloom, and I even told him this. Like, we you pull up the text, I was like, that was one of the best sets we've ever had on the Heirloom Comedy Night, and I've been running that show since that place opened in 2018. It was, and, and I've done it several times. It so. was really fun. And we've had, yeah, I mean, we've a had, great room. We've had multiple, you know, pro comics on it. I thought it was like a, if it wasn't the best one ever, it was easily, it was top three. Thank you. You know, it was incredible. It felt great. I was having a ton of fun just like really riffing with people and like... You had those yeah. bits about like some older movies but new ways to look at them type of <laughs> yeah, bits. Yeah, and it, yeah. it was killing. Yeah. I was dying. Yeah. That's great. And I instantly tried to get you on another show, and you didn't get back to me. And I was like, "Fuck!" I was like, "I knew Michael. Your sets are like it's like a it's like a unicorn. It's like we or Bigfoot. You're like I saw it." Yeah, and we had a couple. We had a we had a few weeks in a row where like, you know, shit here just and in, in regular life was like going haywire. Our dog had to have emergency surgery uh, for <laughs> eating entire pairs of my child's underwear. Oh my god! Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you fun. Couldn't, you couldn't have worked the show in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, and it was the same weekend that my wife was going to be out of town with our daughter, so uh, I had to stay at home with the cone, the dog with the cone of shame. Oh man! And uh, yeah, and it was just uh, uh, it's one thing after the other. And, well, you're uh, you're one of the best comics ever from here. <sighs> that is true. That is true, guys. Guys. We were talking about that before Evan even got here. How you 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 you've you've definitely slowed down your shows overall in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before, when you were working hard, I as far as I was concerned, you were the best in the city. Well, he came back and he did that one, and you hadn't performed. He's in great. A long He's always time. great. He did Starlight the airline. Yeah, it was, it was a it was yeah. a you know good chunk of time there. Yeah. yeah. So that was just like that was amazing. Still, to me. I mean, I don't know. You know, Ryan's giving you a run for your money when he performs. Trevor's fucking got heat, man. I don't know that you got the title anymore. They're you got both, to fight for it. Well, the thing is, they're both far better writers than I am. They are. They're, and that's always been a struggle for both. Hundred percent is right. Hundred percent. I'm. I know. I know my strength as a performer, but I also know my weakness as a writer. And it's not that I don't write well when I do. It's that I don't write enough. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's the trick is that I just don't write with the uh frequency uh as, you know as others can. How are, how are you on that? Uh man, I've uh I got a do brand you, new notebook the other day and I've been writing at least a joke or two a day. Do nice. you make yourself write or do you only write when you have an idea? I am currently making myself write. <clears throat> nice. See, I've never had success with that. And I love the word currently in there. Like yeah. you, you, right, you, right. You're trying. May not always have to do it, but for now you understand you have to. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna I mean I'm gonna do the thing that a lot of other comics now locally are doing. I'm gonna record a special. So I wanna you know I'm like training oh, for it. In training? I mean, Can we you know? make a montage, please? <laughs> we need it. We need uh, it. I actually would really fucking love that. Would be amazing. That's uh, a great. I can actually still pitch that to record a uh, yeah, just for like your intro. Yeah. Holy shit! You know how like comedy specials have like the little intro. Yeah, that could be your intro. It's like a, a training montage. We, yeah, we hadn't even figured that out yet, but yeah, I fucking love that idea. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so fun. Yeah, but I just thought like you know it's it's. It's a weird thing in comedy where I feel like, you know, local bands will start up and like two months in, they've got every kind of merch you could ever have. They got the demo and everything. And like in comedy, there's this kind of shame over what we do where it's sort of like, I can't record. I'm, I'll record something in 20 years, you know, it's, and it's like, well, I it, want to record my album no matter how it comes out. I want to record a fucking album. I think the biggest difference is that is that with with music popularity of of genres and fads and and trends change so quickly 
that like if you come out with something and it's hot right now, like you, they're gonna push it right now. You know, you might only have a small window before nobody gives a fuck about that style of music anymore or what whatever. Whereas comedy, like comedy is just comedy. There's not really like genres per se. Um, you know, you have your like blue collar comedy or whatever, but that doesn't really like change throughout the years as far as who likes whatever kind of comedy and comedy just like has this unwritten thing of you have to pay your dues you know for 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 good or bad whatever you think about it i mean it you know it's kind of silly and territorial and gatekeepy and you know yeah um you know and i think it's archaic and i think it holds people back well isn't it weird that but like, like with you the, know oh. even if you're really good right out of the gate a lot of times it's still kind of like yeah you gotta you gotta pay your dues before you're gonna get to that level like like in music like a band could record their whole album in the first year of being a band mm-hmm. and no one would say it wouldn't even be weird and like if someone did that in comedy it would be like oh yeah what would, what, what 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 are you doing what are you doing you know what and it's like fu- yeah what what can we do to get past that though because we we need people to like uh, one thing even about Tulsa it's like if we had you know genuinely 20 comics I have another big difference and I think this might be a lot of why okay when a band comes out with their album or they come out and they within the first year whatever they 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 record their album, how long have they been writing, rehearsing, and practicing all those songs before they come out? Whereas a comic coming out and trying to record an album of the very first stuff they ever write might not be, you know, that that per, those the band they've spent years learning how to play the instrument before they got together and started trying to write songs as a group, whatever. That comic might have only been writing jokes for six months. And if those jokes aren't good enough to put on an album, then maybe you don't have any business putting out an well, album. Well, think about music, though, where it's like that that music album I'm talking mm-hmm. about a year, it'll be bad, too, maybe, probably. But yeah. it could have like a good song on it. And I think that would be what would happen in comedy, where it would be like, there's a good joke on this record. And it's just like maybe overall that maybe there's two good jokes on the record, but it's there's like not the market for comedy albums like there is music though. Yeah, I mean co- comedy is always going to be the, the same way the the little you know side know. thing compared to music. <clears throat> and 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 people want it in like TikTok sized clips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another bummer too. You know, yeah. nobody's got the patience to listen to a comedy album. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I think if there was if there was like a a I think the pressure to like put out something sooner mm-hmm. I think would actually make probably the industry better. It would make people work harder. You know, in if, theory. There, if there was kind of a like, Hey, you've been doing this a year. You got to start working on your record. People would be like, I got to get fucking right every day. I got to get good. I got to, we have to do something. Yeah. But there's, but there's this sort of thing where it's like, you just hang out at open mics for 13 years, you know? And it's just like, yeah. Doing what? No, nah, no. That's why I, uh, a lot of reason why I, I, I scaled back is exactly what we talked about earlier, where I, you know, I got my chance to get, to get bumped after all those years of working my ass off to, you know, to get bumped from, from MC to feature. And then, uh, and then the guy who gave me my shot went and passed away. Well, I, I had a meeting with uh, the new owner, uh, Mason, and, uh, I don't know. I don't, 
Yeah, uh, he's he's. I like him a lot. He's, he's interested like he's... in moving up people, like having like Shauna as a feature and stuff like that. So Shauna's think... already been promoted. Adam Bush got promoted. Ethan Sandoval was promoted before he left. Uh, a couple of uh, our our friends who I you know I won't say names just because not to you know assume anything, but some of our friends are kind of on that precipice. Uh, there's been a really renewed sense of focus on the locals and not a kind of um, blowing smoke up their ass focus on the locals mm. like we've seen in years past. Not to drop names, but I feel like a few of the past managers have put a few things in play to kind of make local comics feel like they're part of the thing, but it, it really stops at the open mic and MC level. We are now seeing... Uh, a, a vested interest in promoting these these uh, creatives to ensure that they can reach the next level of comedy. Um, you know, I, I I wouldn't I would not be surprised to see all three of us on a similar path at some point relative. And they same. should definitely put Zampino. Like I don't know if you met the guy yet or not, but not. he should definitely make you a feature like yeah. easily, like yeah. without question. He, he's he's had a, 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 a you're talking about Mason. Yeah, uh, he he's had a, a heck of a a, 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 a time. He, he, he's been impressive in how he has just kind of embedded himself with a lot of the comics. You know, he, he's gotten to know Trevor fairly well. He stayed in touch with me. He's called me more than once about rebooking. We haven't been able to do it uh, because of the um, some conflicts that I've had with stuff like Oktoberfest uh, around the corner. But, you know, that showing just the slightest bit of interest in what I'm trying to do, I haven't seen that from a Looney Bin manager in, in years. I was yeah. impressed with him because he, he reached out to me and set up a meeting with me. He's like, oh, people keep giving me your name, so I want to meet you and stuff. Good. And I went up there and he was, you know, painting like the tiniest little thing in the showroom like himself when I walked in. And the showroom looked better than I had, I've they seen got it probably paint job, ever. New, new window and graphics. And I was like, and then... When we sat down, I mean, that was like the main thing that he was talking about was he's like, I'm going to move Shauna Blake up. I'm going to move. He's like, I hate that this has been going on where people are stuck in this MC thing for a long time. Yep. And I was like instantly, I was like, if this is this guy's vibe, cool. And, and you I'll, know? I'll tell you guys a quick story. We hadn't touched on it this uh, this episode yet, but that interest in my creative work, like I said, it, it made an impact on me. And and especially when he called, you know, we didn't, we didn't book something the first time, but he called a second time. What about this date? Mm-hmm. I haven't felt like that from yeah. a, from a booker at, at a club in a while. <laughs> well, I and, tell you, I'm... and and it made me decide to go back to open mic this week. Mm-hmm. I haven't been to an open mic at the Looney Bin since I was running the damn thing in 2019. Right. I walked in. Uh, first of all, I see friend of the show Dan Fritchie there, another old time comic from here. In yeah, the he was there too when I went. Love Dan. Um, and there was unfortunate screw up, and uh, the the intended MC of the week wasn't able to get booked. Dan and I are sharing the week this week. I had a fantastic show on Thursday, had such a blast uh, with John L. Brown and Andrew Rivers, are the comics this week. And Dan got to host open mic night. John L. Brown uh, headlined that night. Um, and Dan was there last night. I had a conflict at the ballet. I got a chance to see. I'm going to throw another quick plug in. Tulsa Ballet's performances that they're bringing to the Jacob's Pillow Dance Festival in the Berkshires of Massachusetts next week. Uh, go TB. Uh, and um, I'll be back at the Looney Bin tonight after we record. And it's all because... I went to open mic, took, you know, did something mm-hmm. that I, I could have just stayed home and played Zelda, but got up, went to open mic because the the new owner of the club has taken such an interest in comics that he's made us feel valued again. And it's been awesome. Well, you've intrigued me because most of my thing was like, I just can't, I couldn't let myself go backwards and like go back and, and MC again. You yeah. know what I mean? When I worked so hard to get bumped. Yeah, I mean, you. I think you did more MC time than anyone else, pretty much, right? Ten years. Yeah, 
I started emceeing in 2013. Yeah, and that's kind of what he was. Mason was saying in the meeting was he was like, I feel like nine. <clears throat> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Allergies are. A bitch. He, he was like just talking about how so many people got fumbled in that way, where he was like, yeah. you Fr- know, and he was bringing up random people too, where he was talking about like Dan Fritchie, pe- people sure. being be, being stuck in that purgatory for mm-hmm. a long time, and he was like, it sucks. Yeah, you know. Yes, it does. I probably could say the same thing. The only reason I don't is because I personally feel a certain amount of that is on my own shoulders as I focused on things like, you know, burlesque hosting and drag hosting and Mm. and, and events that kind of stepped away from standard written comedy. So much of my uh, effective stage time is riffing. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, playing with the giveaways and things like that, and having well, fun you, with the crowd. You, you, you might have sort of fell into that, like I'm, I'm a host. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. really. I've been more of an MC than a true stand-up for right. for a, a portion of my career. So, 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 I, as much as you know, hopefully, you know, at 15 years in, feature can be on my resume as well. Hopefully yeah. soon. I've definitely not felt the the need to try and pursue it the way. Where that are I, you at with writing? Uh, I, I'm very much like you. I'm a yeah. little better lately in that I, I, I have been inspired semi-often. Sure. Uh, Same. But I'm still leaning on the inspiration gets me there. I, I haven't yeah. set a rigid schedule. I, need I, can't, to. I can't just sit down without an, without an idea and like just make myself write something. I'm going to try the Evan method. Never, I've well, never I, had success. I had When I had dinner with Josh the other night, he w- he gave me a whole bunch of his writing tips that some of them really helped me. Nice. Which is just like... Get a get a notepad and a pen and just start writing down stuff. Like even if it's gibberish, yeah. Or just you know if that doesn't work, try to write like the dumbest jokes you could think of, like stuff you know, like this isn't gonna work, but it's just like an exercise. Like just write dumb, you know. And then he's like slowly stuff will actually like real stuff will Develop come out. You out just have it. to you just have to get started. Okay. And I kind of did the the same thing when I really got started writing again. Like I would just write something at the top, like, you know, like I love, you know, mafia movies or something, just like one statement and like what, you know, just anything to just get, get something on the paper. Well, and like, sometimes all I need is like the one bit of inspiration where like we were riffing about the Goonies one day and that sort of spawned my, okay, let's, let's look at other movies from that time and see if there's other weird things we can talk about. Yeah. You did Teen Wolf Wolf and and, um, Kindergarten Cop. Um, I already had the cop and a half story. Yeah. Um, you know, so like I, I, you know, it, it was sort of like a, okay, well now you have that one. Like, let's explore that more. And then it doesn't feel like I'm forcing myself to write, um, Whereas, like, if I don't have that initial inspiration and I just sit down and go, I'm going to write a joke, my brain's like, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever comes out, I, I just immediately I'm like, this is this is terrible. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, all that being said, uh, yeah, I definitely uh, uh, I think I'm going to pop up there tonight. Do it. Do it. That's going to be my pick. That's my pick for the week. All right. Looney Bin Comedy Club. All right. Come back out. If it's, if it's been a minute, you need to come see what's up. And, uh, and and if you're an old head like me... You if know, it's you... been a minute... In a New York minute? Sorry. Okay. If we didn't have the Tulsa we'd... Theater tickets, I would totally go. We didn't have to bring the Eagles into this. In a New York minute. We didn't... <laughs> Timothy B. Schmidt makes nothing better. <gasps> what's, what's your thoughts on the Eagles? That is my thought on the Eagles. <laughs> oh. uh, here's the thing. I like the Eagles more than I care to admit. Oh, wow. Okay. One of my favorite, one of my favorite things to hear is the and it, I gotta say this real quick. What? I just got a message 
from the loony bin owner. What? Oh, there you go. Uh, pushing uh, to something that he, he's hoping I'll take part in. Uh, nice. To, dude is involved. It's nice to see. I don't remember what I was saying. What about the Eagles? Oh, Co- uh, the the beginning of Seven Bridges Road. The the vocal harmonies, the acapella vocal harmonies on Seven Bridges Road. Is that a deep cut? Is it Timothy B. Schmidt? Have you never heard that? No, I never heard it. Oh, okay. I gotta I gotta show Is you. Is it new Don't, or old? We'll, we'll take the we'll take the ten second mute if we have to on YouTube. Damn it. Because they can't mute us on the podcast apps, Hilton. That's true. That's true. Mm. Only on YouTube you where we get, get three record, views a week. Record companies. All <laughs> we're up to three views a week on YouTube. Yeah, man. Wow. Uh, here we go. Moving uh, on up. Silence. <laughs> there are stars in the sun. That's enough. Sky. That's, that's that's enough. Southward as you go There is moonlight and moss That's beautiful, right? In the trees. It's, it's a thing. I like it. It's gorgeous, right? Yes, it's beautiful. Yeah. A good vocal harmony, man, will give me the chills. It'll give me goosebumps. Every time, yeah. I love it. I, I mean, you probably like Beach Boys too. I do. Yeah, I do. I do yep. enjoy the Beach Boys. Uh, one of my one of the reasons that Bad Religion is one of my favorite punk bands is oh, because yeah. of how much they harmonize yeah. and how well they harmonize. No use for a name. Mm-hmm. Those bands. Yep, yeah. they're absolutely. All, they're all really good. I love a good vocal <laughs> harmony. Yeah. Here's the deal. That <laughs> sounded really, really nice. But I know that part of that. Was Timothy B. Schmidt. And I'm not comfortable with that. What's the, why you don't like Timmy? He's not good. He's All not right. good. He's not good. All right. Fair He's enough. You more of a Henley boy? I yeah. mean, yeah, you can't you can't yeah. hate the hen. Can't hate the hen. Can't hate the hen. All right. Are we sure that's not the title? <laughs> o- only only because I am so excited about the amount of people. Uh, you know, Evan, everyone loves Evan. You know, that's, that's right. Uh, there's a lot of folks who may not normally listen to the pod. They're going to know that you're on. They're going, I got to hear what 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 my boy's talking about, mm-hmm. and they're going to pull it up on their app. And they're going to be like the everlasting gaze. Oh, <laughs> wait, what? I was like, that's a lot of pressure. This is going to leave a lot of people conflicted. <laughs> well, well, it depends on how we spell it, right? Yeah, and we're totally spelling it the wrong way. G A Y S. And for the record, as a representative, I am giving y'all permission to call it that. That is that is the role that I can take here. Hey, I have permission. that right. <laughs> I have that right. Evan, uh, anything else coming up you want to plug? Um, let's think. Let's think. Uh, well, I am. I am recording. Uh, I'm doing a taping at Lowdown on November 10th. Okay, great. So that'll be the the taping. Yay! Night. Uh, it's not on the website yet or announced, but like we've, I've already met with Lowdown and we've looked at the room and I've so got my, I've got my director and all. Follow that Follow Evan on social media for ticket announcements on when you can pre pre order your tickets. Yeah, yeah, and I'm gonna have some new merch coming out, a new shirt, um, and yeah, pretty much. Uh, nice. There's probably something else I'm forgetting, but. That, that's enough. Well, and, and you are as... I'll, I'll be at the Looney Bin that week, too. So Mason, actually... Yeah, nice. so I'm going to do... The special taping will be on a Friday. I'll, I'll do Wednesday and Thursday at the Bin, and then I'll skip Friday for that, and then I'll do Saturday at the Bin. So that is my week. We're giving my Friday to somebody else. All right. You, so. you just looked at me like you were... 
Like you were accusing, like, am I getting it? Oh, Cepeda's getting it. Oh, no, good. That's a good choice. Because you, like you said, we're giving it to someone else's turn. <laughs> I'm like, what? What? Uh, no, that's a hell of a choice. Cepeda's fucking hilarious. He yeah. just did a week there, I think, last week or the week before. Yeah, yeah. I Mason, Mason really liked turn. him, too. He's and I, I think he'll fit in great with that with the headliner that week and everything. And yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah. Cepeda's good people. We've got to have him back on. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Man. All right. Evan, thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Love you, yeah, sir. I love you. All right. I love you too, Michael. I love you. Come do my shows again. I will. Yeah. yeah. Go back I to will. That's Dude, such you a had great just call good that night, yeah. man. I mean I you did. were you were like I did. And I'm also I'm also on my you. way to a better mental place too. I uh, I went back to the doctor, got on some new meds, so uh mm-hmm. so hopefully I'm I'm back on the road to not being my own worst enemy. Dude, that's so <laughs> no. cool. Yeah. I am definitely my own worst enemy when it comes to uh pushing myself and being more successful. So. I think I do oh, yeah, have same. one. Got to good... fight against that shit. Yeah. Maybe I could get you that to imposter a, syndrome. agree to one on air. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. <laughs> I just thought of this. I'm like, this is like the best way. Quick, hit the button. Hit the button. Hit the button. No, I have the ultimate out where I say, I have to ask my wife. Oh, perfect. <laughs> oh, perfect. you're going to do me like that? I'm just playing. I'm just playing. When what is about, it? Uh, okay, and this is going to be so great because we have Hilton sitting here. Oh, yeah. Okay. The Spotlight Theater. Oh, that's a good show. It's a great room. September 29th. September 29th. Say you'll only do it if you if I can come to. My schedule is open. You you'd be you'd be headlining. What? Ooh. Doing how long? Do what what do you want to do? An hour and a half. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um 30? What do you think? Okay. Uh you know what? 30 at the spot. Unless there's something on on our schedule that I don't know about, I am open. I love that there was a there was a, a asterisk. I have to check with my wife. I always do because I'm respectful. Because what if there's something that I don't remember that's not on my calendar? Because we, we just brought that room into you know the that's such venues that I do, and he no, was, love, was on the, that room. the first show. Yeah, and uh, we had a pretty uh, like a full put, house. Put me on that one too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's a fun room. And the, the spotlight is, uh, it's a historic theater. Yeah. It was uh, designed by Bruce Goff, the legendary architect. And it was, I'm not percent sure of that. And it's uh, it's about to celebrate, uh, well, it, it has the longest running play in all of the country, possibly the world, The Drunkard. Mm. They have been showing oh, The, the Drunkard, Drunkard every yeah. Saturday since the 1950s, the only taking off for COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and, uh, and then, of course, the Olio, which is essentially like a uh, an open mic mm-hmm. uh, beforehand where people sign up and do small uh, performance bits, typically comedy or music, although they've also had other styles there too. Front of the show, CR Park. Parsons was doing the Olio as much as I think 10 years ago. For so. years, I thought that there was just a show called The Drunkard and the Olio. I only know I was fortunate to host it a couple times. Uh, this is pre-COVID as well. Uh, and, but it is a great room. And, um, you know, Evan, your, your show there, you, you've been uh, instrumental in getting comedy as something that's been happening there. Yeah. I remember I did a, a, a tour through the Tulsa Foundation for Architecture, the Spotlight. They did a special tour. Um, we're going to do another quick name drop. Uh, uh, the tour was hosted by John Beasley. Yeah, I love John. Who is a board member there now and has really just sh- shown a lot of great love for the theater. And uh, that tour, he keeps mentioning how he's got a comedy show that night with you the first time they're doing comedy uh, as a show. Uh, they've done it at the Olio, like mm-hmm. I mentioned, but where they do a comedy show at the, um, the the spotlight. So that was a really cool, really cool experience to to not only get the tour of the theater, which I I have a lot of love for, but then to be like, oh fucking Evan, of course he's got it. Yeah, we had like a we had a reporter come out to do a write up of the show too for yeah. the route. It's great, which was really cool. It's great, you know, just yeah. on their own. 
The Root. That's still a thing. Yeah. I love that that's, uh, that's becoming a thing. Yeah. Because that popped up through, uh, is that through River Parks? Who, who does that? Um, I, I thought maybe it was like kind of a Tulsa Remote thing. Tulsa Remote. Okay. So it was like, I thought it was like a publication to let, let them know because they're moving here and they don't know what's going on. So it's like, we need to give them like a newsletter. <laughs> These people that have all just moved here and are confused. Yeah. I, I, I say River Parks just because I remember I first learned about it when it was kind of associated with Blue Will one year. Maybe. I think it's all under the Kaiser umbrella, like there somehow. You go. That you makes know. sense. Yeah. Ah, Got to be another, under that umbrella, baby. Yeah. Trying to get under that umbrella. George Kaiser, <laughs> he just had a birthday. Mr. Put Peter. me under your umbrella, yeah. George. Yeah. Yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah, I think he donated some money to Tulsa to celebrate. It <laughs> seems like his shtick. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Thanks, dude. Well, Evan, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, come come see me on I'm, I'm September I, 29th. I'm glad I could wrangle you. Yeah, man. Yeah. Me too, honestly. Go to all the Evan stuff. Come out to the Circle Show uh, here in a, a week. That's and, right. And we'll see you uh, next Sunday. We'll see you then. Take it from me.